All right, welcome into a special bowl edition of What's the Spread. The boys are back to talk about the best time of year. It is bowl season. It is December. Tomorrow we are kicking off a full day of college football. Brad, how are we feeling? Roll Tide in the playoff. Congratulations. Um, uh, I'm still over here licking my wounds from the Michigan loss, but happy to see your boys in there. I am elated. Um, I, I, I honestly like, so it's kind of funny. I didn't think it was going to be between Alabama and Florida state. I thought it was gonna be between Alabama and Texas. So after the game, before I went to bed, cause we didn't have this available in Florida, I text my boy and I go, can you put $250 on Texas to make the playoffs? I figured if Texas gets in right. And Alabama doesn't, I at least get money, you know, I at least get paid. And um, so we partied a little hard. I, I, <laughs> I actually ended up playing blackjack in the morning until 5 a.m. And so I woke up in the morning around 8 and then I took a nap. So I was sleeping during the selection show. My phone's just buzzing. Everyone's calling me. At one point, my mom calls me twice and I, I totally spaced on the selection show, right? Like totally spaced. And my mom goes, do you think she texts me? and goes, do you think Alabama's going to be in the playoff? And I was like, uh, no. And she goes, yes, they are. And I was like, she must know I didn't watch it. Then I saw your text, and I was like, holy crap. To leave Florida State out, I'm not mad at them. I think they put the four best teams in. I just can't believe how dense Florida State fans have been. Like, the fact that they're suing the college football playoff committee. Listen, as someone who has had their own issues with the law and legalities and contracts, I know it's as black and white as the rules state that if a major injury happens – that could be the reason you get left out. Uh, I battled, you know, with a contract issue with our place, right? Like one of our places. And they put something in the lease that we didn't read. It was so small and very subjective, just like the rules for the college football playoffs. But we ended up paying the price just like Florida State did. It literally says it in the rules. And you can't sit there and tell me if you're Florida State that one year you're going to be upset about this, but the UCF year you're not going to care. Or let's even go back further. Uh, when they were in the BCS championship, like it's, it, it happens in college football, especially when you have a committee making the decisions. It's just funny to me that people are so pissed about the committee. It came full circle, didn't it, Miles? Right? Like they begged for a committee to select the teams. Now they want to go back to rankings and polls. Like, oh man, I, I did feel bad. You guys didn't win your game. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up. I did lose $72,000 or lost the chance at $72,000 because of that game, but you know, it's college football, man. Um, I want to ask you, let's forget about the college football playoff for a second. I want to ask you what changes need to be made at Ohio State or what you think needs to be done at Ohio State to kind of get to that next level where you're back to beating Michigan all the time. Because it looks like this Michigan team is going to be elite for years to come. Yeah, I don't think Michigan is going anywhere, and that is even with a change at coach uh, if Harbaugh leaves. Now, I will say if Harbaugh leaves, I think that Michigan could go through a transition period similar yes. to what Ohio State uh, did with Ryan Day. But what I'll say is, is that that transition period over into Ryan Day, I think he's just taking a little bit longer than we expected. Obviously, in his first year, you know, he had one of the best Ohio State football teams I've ever seen. It was Urban Meyer's team. Yes. Um, took him to an undefeated season, lost to Clemson, whatever. 2020 was very similar. It was COVID, though. Michigan got their program back, and the recruiting is not the problem. I think Ryan Day is going to put this together. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm over here, and I'm as impatient as anybody. 
as any Ohio State fan is, uh, with Ryan Day and where we are versus Michigan right now, and he's made a lot of questionable decisions, but so did Urban Meyer. Now, yeah. Urban Meyer didn't have as much scrutiny because he had a national championship in 2014. So, I, I mean, once you've got one, there's just not as much. There's not as much pressure. I mean, it's still yeah. there, obviously. But with Ryan Day, the problem is is that, uh, you know, we, we just haven't seen him – step up in a big game. I mean, the last time you could argue was 2020 uh, against Clemson. I think Ryan Day is going to figure it out. I think he's going to put the pieces together. I think this is very similar, actually, to the early er uh, years of Jim Harbaugh when he had great seasons. Not great seasons. He had a couple of really really good good seasons there. But he couldn't beat Ohio State. Yeah. Right? Michigan was always – it was the same situation. It was just reversed. Jim Harbaugh had a lot of good teams. He had a lot of good seasons. And then he would lose to Ohio State at the end when they were in position to make the playoff or make the Big Ten championship. Harbaugh put it together. Um, what's so frustrating is that Ryan Day got the win in 2019 and then hasn't since. But I believe in what he's doing. I believe in in him as a – you know, I, I just don't understand. In today's college football, you know what my philosophy is, Brad. You you pick a guy and you stick with him and you let him go. The you, ability like of quarterback. You, yeah, you've, you've got to trust it. Um, and it turns out that Kyle McCord was not the play at Ohio State. He yeah. was not up for the challenge at Ohio State. Unfortunately, Kyle McCord is not an Ohio State quarterback, and what I mean by that is literally and figuratively. He doesn't have that dog in him. He doesn't have that JT Barrett. He doesn't have that Justin Fields. He doesn't have that C.J. Stroud. He doesn't have it. You can obviously see it because there's no interest in the transfer portal. Nobody wants him. He's completely average. Now, why Ryan Day went with that? You know, pick. I, 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 I don't know, and we can get into that on, on another day. Um, but going to the playoff for a second, you know, you were talking about Florida State fans, and it's so funny to me how you can expect. It's a subjective committee. This is not yes. computers. This is this is twelve people in a room deciding who is going to be in the playoff, and they've proven time over time again that they will let the right teams in, aka Cincinnati in twenty twenty one. But don't you worry. If, if there was any other team, Brad, to put in over Cincinnati in 2021, they would have done it. 100% there was nobody. Up. Yeah. Right? There was nobody. If, if, if there was any 12-1 Texas, if there was a 12-1 uh, ACC team, any of them would have gotten in over a one-loss Cincinnati team. It was just the the year. And yep. I'm not even talking about Jordan Travis right now. I'm talking about with Jordan Travis. Like, even if Florida State had Jordan Travis and they went 13-0, yes, they probably would have gotten in. But would they have deserved it? Who have they beaten? Yeah, oh, no oh you beat a three-loss LSU team. Congratulations. Like, how how is that going to be what you <laughs> hang your head on as a signature win? They said they didn't they, play anybody. They said one of their signature wins was Clemson. Clemson, Miles. Seven win Clemson. When I heard Seven that, I almost threw up. It, it, it's just to me, and this is the other thing. There's a lot of things working against Florida State in this situation. And we talked about it. I think it was on the last episode, Brad, that I wanted to bring up that whether you like it or not, the committee is going to take past years into account. Yeah. And my argument was, I think they should. Yep. Because it gives us the best playoff. Yes, Alabama got in because they're Alabama. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Did, did everybody want to see Florida State roll in and lose by 30? And again, I'm talking about with the healthy Jordan Travis. You take away that they, that they don't even have a quarterback. They might as well even show up to the game. That's capable of throwing a first down. 
And you think that they should have been in the that, that would have been bad for college football. It would have been bad for the committee. It would have been bad for ratings. We would have had another yep. TCU situation on our hands. Yep. And then the last point I'll make is, and I know Florida State fans don't want to hear this, but this doesn't matter anymore. We're no. going to a 12 team next year. So, you know, my my argument is if you're Florida State, go do it again like everybody else has had to do. And I, and I know this is Texas' first time in the playoff, but they have a win at Alabama best in win. Tuscaloosa best win. in September. Nobody can do that. So, best win. Right? That's the win of all wins. So it's, And then they looked that impressive in their championship game Yeah, when Florida State looked flat as hell. Yeah. So, yes, it's Texas' first time, and they're also riding a little bit of brand. Uh, but Florida State's – you could argue Florida State's got just as big of a brand as Texas. Yes. Um, but if you're Florida State – do it again. Like, come back next year. It's a 12-team playoff. Stop crying. Prove that you can do it again. You didn't deserve it this year. Did not deserve it. And, you know, down here in Florida, man, you know how it is, bro. We got bums walking the streets. We got stupid crime. Our taxpayer money is going to freaking Florida State's legal BS. When the attorney general comes out and says she's going to help fight this, that is something I can't get behind, man. That made me so upset. It's just like, give it a rest and someone said if Alabama didn't get let in he would be acting the same way and I'm like no the hell I wouldn't we lost a game I can tell you if we're not going to be one of the best teams it's just being transparent and you couldn't leave Alabama out because they just beat the best team in college football in the last three years they just beat the best program on a neutral field and Florida State beat Louisville right and then you can't put Florida State in over Texas because Hell Texas no. beat Bama. Yep. So it was just one of those situations. I mean, the their hands were tied. And it's just – it's it's given us the best four teams that I've ever seen in the playoff. This yes. is going to be the best college football playoff day in the history of the era. I believe it is the first time that both games are under a five-point yes. five spread. It is. And as college football fans, it's very exciting. You get Texas and Washington – you get Alabama and Michigan in the Rose Bowl. I mean, this is – and Florida State fans, again, like it sucks, but we're going to a 12-teamer next year, right? Everything changes. Yeah. The entire sport changes. But this is the playoff that we deserved. Yeah. As, as the final as the final four-teamer, like this is lit, bro. And you really think about it, man. I mean, throughout this entire season, it's very rare, I feel like, that we get to the playoff and four – such four prominent teams – with the with the four most prominent storylines, right? Yeah. Are all in. It really feels like these are the four teams that we were talking about the entire season. You know, in, in years past, other teams get in like Clemson. No one talked about Clemson because they would just roll through their schedule, right? Yeah. There was no storylines. There was no drama. Um, you know, like another Dame would would go through a season, and then they would get shellacked in the playoff, yep. and they just rolled through their schedule. There wasn't. This is like we we've been talking about Washington, Texas, Michigan. Bama, these are the four teams that we've been talking about with everything on the line and all of the great characters on the biggest stage. These teams, and and outside of Michigan, no offense to Michigan, like this is not me digging on them, but the three teams that two through whatever had some of the most difficult schedules that I could ever imagine, or at least not the entirety of their schedule, but the tests. Like Washington having to play Oregon twice, um, Alabama having to play Texas I'm um, having to play Georgia, having to win against quality opponents. And then, did I say Texas already? Texas, having to go to Bryant-Denny Stadium and win a game. Yep. Like, 
Wow. Freaking wow. Battle-tested yeah, so, teams. Yeah, big wins uh, all across the board uh, for all these teams. You know, they, they've they got that marquee win. Michigan's got the marquee win against Ohio, yep, Ohio State, State, Texas against exactly. Bama. Bama against Georgia. Um, you know, Washington against Oregon twice. Yeah. Um, you know, so th- these teams really got their way in. And Florida State did not have one of those wins. Nope. You cannot just tell me that just because they went 13, no, they deserved to be in the playoff. It needs to be subjective because then, Brad, why would Bama or Texas schedule ever schedule that game? Exactly. At, again, you know, I, I know they're we would the never get that. But you I know, know what you mean. Yeah, we, never we have get to incentivize like these again. programs to schedule games like that so that yeah. we get more games like that. Because otherwise, it, it's just there's there's going to be nothing in not conference. So yeah. I don't think that Alabama or Texas should be punished for playing that game. And they both got to the finish line. Yeah. So you know, if you're, and then you could argue, well, Florida State scheduled LSU. Listen, sometimes it doesn't work out. Wasn't a good LSU team. Right. Sometimes it doesn't work out. They had the Heisman winner, but they lost three games, and they had one of the worst defenses in the entire country. Yeah. You know, so sometimes that scheduling works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But when it does, you can't be punished for scheduling that game. Yeah, not at all. And I think my biggest pet peeve is people are saying, like, Alabama limped through the schedule. Um, they got lucky against Auburn. Sure, yes, that takes some good fortune to win every single game that you're battled up against. But my biggest thing with this is, um, like, when you play these tough schedules and you play uh, against ranked teams, you're going to have your, your your trouble spots, right? You're going to have your issues. Keep scheduling these hard games. Not only does it make for good football, it makes for good television. Alabama had the lead against Texas in the fourth quarter. Yes, they lost by double digits, but that's not reflective of what happened. Remember, I was texting you like, holy shit, I can't believe we have the lead. Like, it just makes compelling stories. And unfortunately for Florida State, you know, it sucks, right? Like, but did they realistically think they were going to get in the playoffs and be like, this was poker and say, we have a chip in a chair? No, you got freaking beat by 50. All right. I think we said all, all we could say about that. It's going to be a hell of a playoff. I can't wait to preview the games. Um, let's get into some bowl games, man. Let's yeah. uh, let's go ahead and get into it. We got a big day tomorrow and uh, all throughout next week. Let's go ahead and start with the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We got Georgia Southern. They are going to be three-point favorites against the Ohio Bobcats. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and take Georgia Southern here. Ohio is going to be without Curtis Rourke, uh, leading quarterback there. Um, one of the best quarterbacks uh, statistically that we've seen quite some time, especially out of their conference. Um, and then Miles Cross, their leading wide receiver, is also going to be out here. Georgia Southern actually has a lot of stability coming in here. Uh, that normally doesn't happen with programs like that. They did lose some on the defensive uh, coaching front, but this is probably going to be one of those landslide games. Like Curtis Rourke is probably one of the more impactful um, opt-outs or transfer portal players in this batch of games that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Georgia Southern here, minus three. I've seen it three and a half, but uh, Ohio just playing without too many key players. Uh, and you're going to see that a lot in these bowl games, man. I mean, yeah. there's just so much shifting uh, happening uh, so early in, in the offseason. And it's not even offseason, but um, right after the regular season. So uh, I'll take Georgia Southern there as well. All right, let's go ahead and go to the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. We've got Jacksonville State. Uh, Rich Rodriguez led Rich Jacksonville Rod. State who are only here because there weren't enough six-win teams. They were technically uh, not eligible for the postseason because they are a new FBS team, but hats off to them. Um, And they're going up against Louisiana. 
Uh, here, give me Rich Rod, give me Jacksonville State. Uh, this is one of those up-and-coming programs that I felt like was going to make an immediate impact in the FBS. They're proving to do that, taking the favorite again here, so I'll take minus two and a half. Yeah, I like Jacksonville State. Um, uh, play with a fast pace, good offense against a, a raging Cajun team who defensively leaves a lot to be desired, like 115th, 120th in defensive success rate, uh, net points per drive, 96, which means anytime a team has the ball, they're going to score. And when you pair that with a team who plays fast and effectively, they're going to score a lot more. Congratulations to Rich Rod getting his team to their first bowl game. Should be nice. So good for college football to have these new programs in here from, yeah. from cities like Jacksonville. Um, I just love it. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and go into the uh, – how about this one? Uh, the Avocados from Mexico, Cure Bowl uh, in Orlando. This is going to be Appalachian State. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites against the MAC champions, Miami of Ohio. Who do you like here? Man, if, uh, if if Miami, Ohio didn't get decimated by by injury, I would be on Miami of Ohio. But I'm going to take Appalachian State here at minus six. Um, We did see, like, Avion Smith, the backup quarterback for Miami, Ohio, is going to be out. Bar Brett Gabbert was out already. They're going to be to a third-string quarterback. I'm trying to remember who it was. Henry Henson, um, who's only thrown five passes last year. This will be his first uh, pass attempt this year in a bowl game um, in – Mind you, bad weather. We know Miami doesn't really hang their hats on uh, on offense. It's all on the defensive end, but I'm just terrified they can't move the ball here. So give me Appalachian State. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I'm taking the points plus six and a half. And that Miami defense against Toledo and Daquan Finn was impressive. Yeah, it was. Um, I think if it is bad weather, I think that actually favors them. Um, I will take the six and a half there. All right, let's go ahead uh, to a new sponsor here. Uh, the Isleta. New Mexico Bowl. Uh, we've got New Mexico State at minus three and a half against Fresno State. New Mexico State is one of my darling teams of yes. the college football season. At minus three and a half here against a, a Fresno State program that's been very good. But New Mexico State, they're coming off a loss to Liberty in the Conference USA Championship game. That game was on the road. Still uh, was really impressed uh, by their showing there. I'm going with New Mexico State. I'm going with New Mexico State as well. Um, what a great season they've had. Uh, Pavia's a good coach. Um, it's kind of funny, you know, I thought Mikey Keene was going to be a pretty good quarterback for this team in Fresno State. Didn't look likely. Um, I just think that this is one of those situations where you got to take New Mexico State here, playing in New Mexico. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and give me New Mexico State. All right, well, we're going to L.A. for the next one, and I got to say, uh, I guess they lost Jimmy Kimmel on the sponsor on this one. I thought that I thought this was his thing, but it is now Wait, the Starco Brands. Uh, apparently, because uh, wow. I thought it was the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, and now it's uh, the Starco Brands L.A. Bowl. Uh, wow. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup, actually, uh, intriguing at least. UCLA at minus 4.5, minus 4.5 against Boise State. Uh, the Mountain West champions Boise State, and that's who I'm going with here, at plus 4.5. Uh, during the season, they've lost their head coach. They've lost their starting quarterback. They still found a way to get to that game, get the win, go with Boise State. And they beat a very good UNLV team. I would be going with Boise State um, if even Madsen was playing. But no Taylor Green for Boise State. Quarterback is moving to Arkansas. And then uh, Maxic Madden is also injured. So they'll be playing true freshman C.J. Tiller um, against UCLA. UCLA is, it, not without, UCLA is not without their, their own opt-outs. But I think defensively right. they're going to be strong. Um, it is scary that I'm be trusting Ethan Garbers. <laughs> um, 
and we still don't know if um, I'm drawing a blank. Carson Steele is going to play. Hasn't practiced all week, but it said they said it's up to the training staff if he's going to play. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm going to take UCLA. I actually took UCLA money line with a couple parlays too. I'm so I was just so impressed with how that uh, Boise State defense played that high flying UNLV offense. Um, yeah. I just can't get it out of my head. All right, let's go with Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. We got a Power Five matchup here. Texas Tech, three and a half point favorites against Cal. Who do you like? Man, this was a hard one for me, Miles. Very hard. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go with all favorites, right? I actually, I actually, when I was handicapping this game, I was like, if there was gonna be one of these games where like a dog came out and they were barking hard early, it would be Cal. Like Cal is one of those teams that can get out to an early lead against a team who is decimated by the transfer portal, right? Um, so I took Cal. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw, but that video that Jaden Ott put out today scared the shit out of me because I picked Cal. I bet on Cal. I bet on Jaden Ott rushing yards. And then he posts a video saying he's entering the transfer portal. A minute later, he gets back on camera and says, I'm just playing, y'all. I'm coming back to Cal. So yeah, go ahead and give me Cal plus the three and a half. I'm with you, man. I like Cal plus three and a half here as well. You know, I was really high on Texas Tech before the season, as a lot of people were, but we usually see those preseason darlings not uh, perform. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately for Joe McGuire and his team, it was a disappointing season, whereas Justin Wilcox here, uh, getting his team back to a bowl, keeps him off the hot seat for now. I'll go ahead and take the points here at plus three and a half. All right, let's go into uh, a bowl that I have no idea what this is about. It is the famous Toastery Bowl. I think this is a restaurant. I don't know. Um, this is going to be Old Dominion against Western Kentucky. Old Dominion, two-point favorites here. I got one player that I had my eye on here when I was looking through the games. ODU linebacker Jason Henderson leads the FBS with 170 tackles. As far as I know, he's playing in the game. I'll go with Old Dominion here, ODU minus two. Yeah, I went with ODU as well. This is a tough one for me because I didn't know if um... – the quarterback i'm drawing a blank again here sorry about that i'm i didn't know if reed was gonna play but i don't think he's gonna play austin reed probably shouldn't play uh top three offensive linemen for west kentucky aren't playing uh they're good pass color catcher uh malachi corley is also going to the draft and not playing who has the motivation here the backups for western kentucky or this odu team who made a bowl game uh give me old dominion I like it. All right, let's go to another good one. The Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Have you ever had Scooter's Coffee? Um, I've, I've never had coffee ever, so. I must say, I know you're not a coffee drinker. Well, I am a coffee drinker. I've never heard of this place. All right, um, we, we've got UTSA, Texas, San Antonio going up against Marshall. UTSA minus 11 here. Who do you like? I I actually ended up taking UTSA uh, first quarter minus three just because they're going to uh, – Marshall, who's already a bad team with possession uh, possession security, is going to be playing Cole Pennington as their quarterback. Um, but I, I, if I have to take this at 11, I'll take UTSA. I don't love taking them as big spread favorites, but Jeff Trailer coming back for them is massive. After like He had a chance to leave. I, probably, I was like pretty convinced uh, Frank Harris is going to play in the bowl game. I'd say wait on this game. This game doesn't kick off until 9 p.m. on uh, Tuesday. If you're going to put your money in, please, please, please don't put your money in until at least like Tuesday morning because we could see Frank Harris sit out of this game, but I think he's going to be back. Yeah, I really hope he doesn't. He's been one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch uh, yeah. over his career. Uh, and UTSA is one of my favorite programs. Jeff Trailer is one of my favorite coaches. This was their first year in the American. Uh, and for Jeff Trailer, 
I think it's fine that he stays. I mean, you got to think, yeah. Brad, going into this new 12-team playoff, there's going to be a spot for a group of five team every single year. Yep. You're right in the heart of Texas. You're in a really good – you're in the best group of five conference. You know, uh, why not? But having that said, I am going to take UTSA here minus 11. No chance for Marshall. Uh, I think Frank Harris has a big day. I think it's his last chance to showcase his skills. Uh, that's one of my favorite picks uh, on the slate. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and go to the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. We've got Syracuse as three-point favorites against South Florida. Now, for me, um, having fired Dino Babers doesn't sit right with me. Uh, I'm getting three points with South Florida. To be honest, Brad, this is uh, just going to be a terrible bowl game to watch. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to go ahead – and go with the team that I think will be a little more excited to be there. So I'm going to go with the Bulls of South Florida. Yeah, South Florida. I took South Florida. Guys, don't get confused when you hear South Florida and think, oh, it's a Boca Raton. They're close. No, I in Orlando They're am closer not. to South Florida than, yeah. than yeah. USF is. But, yeah, I'm taking USF as well. Motivation factor for me. Um, and also, everyone who keeps saying Alabama struggled against South Florida, at least they were a bowl-eligible team. At least they were bowl-eligible. <laughs> that was a scrimmage for Nick Saban. People got to chill. Man, that was the worst game I've ever been at because the weather sucked. The weather sucked. We played. We were playing a lacrosse player at quarterback. People are ridiculous. Like yeah. you're gonna play down your whatever. That's gonna be for another day. All right, let's let's wrap it up here, man. Uh, this is gonna be next Friday, I believe. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I feel like UCF now plays in this bowl every year. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is a good thing. But I I will say this: it was their first year in the Big Twelve. They found a way to get to six wins. I didn't think they would, Brad. It was looking like they were going to be a four and eight team. So hats off to them. We got UCF here as four and a half fa- uh, point favorites against Georgia Tech. What are you thinking about one of your alma maters? Ah, uh, man, yeah, I went with UCF minus four and a half. I didn't do an official breakdown for this one for work yet. I was going to do it um, before I went to the game. I'm going to the game and going to cover this game. Um, but yeah, UCF, they should be able to run all over Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, one of the worst run defenses, one of the worst defenses allowing like 35 points per game. And UCF plays well at the Gasparilla Bowl. That's like when Texas ever goes to the Alamo Bowl. They play well in that. It's like their home bowl. Yep. Yep. UCF minus four and a half. And I think that that they're still uh, having made a bowl game in the first year in the Big 12, I think is a really good sign. Honestly, I don't think people truly understand how difficult it is to switch conferences, but let, uh, but to let alone go from a group of five to a power five conference and then yeah. to make a bowl game the next year. I think the future is bright at UCF and keep in mind, they lost their starting quarterback for most of the season. Um, and it was a huge hit for them. I'm really excited to see what this team can do. It seems like Gus Malzahn is here for the taking. It seems like he is here for the long run. Uh, stick with him, stick with him, give him at least three years in the power five. If he keeps making bowl games, keep him on board. Go Knights. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Go Knights. Charge on. I'm going to be excited. I want to touch on this one one second. Aaron Murray tweeted today. Um, I don't know if I've seen this many five stars leave the program before. What in the world is happening in Athens? It's going to be – this is the first cycle that we've seen this from Georgia because when you recruit at a high level, and this is goes for Ohio State, goes for yep. Alabama, goes for Georgia, when you recruit at a high level, there will be five stars who do not like competition or five stars who know – there's two other guys in front of them who are equally as talented, who feel that it's best for their future to go elsewhere. And I don't think it's that big of a problem as, as anybody else is making. Ohio State has some guys in the transfer portal. Alabama had Ja'Cory Brooks go in the transfer portal. Good. Let these guys leave. Let them go and try to better their futures. I'm not one to hold it against the program. 
and it's not regulated, right? This transfer portal yeah. is not regulated right now. And now it might be in the future, but it's not right now. So the players are just taking advantage of opportunities elsewhere. It's like when McCord yep. left, you know, like yeah. that's fine because, you know, as a fan or and as alumnus and as a Buckeye, you know, if guys want to leave, then leave. It's fine. I mean, yep. they, they don't want to be a Buckeye or they're not right. They're obviously not a right fit for the next season. It's yep. college football. It's going to happen. I mean, yes. uh, you know, uh, Sticking with Ohio State, you know, we got Justin Fields from Georgia, yep. right? So, I mean, you you find the right fit. Look at Bo Nix. You know, he he struggled at Auburn. He had a chance to to be a lead at Oregon. I think it's good for the Michael sport. Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, Michael Penix is another good one. Burrow obviously came from Ohio State. Um, I think it's good for the sport. I, I don't do think too. it's necessarily great for a group of five programs um, that are losing talent to Power 5 teams. But I think like in the team playoff era, yeah. I think in the 12-team era, I think it's a good thing. I think they will regulate it eventually, but this is where we're at right now. Yeah, everyone chill. Yep. Everyone chill, <laughs> relax. Let and like guys like Trey Moore, he's gonna get freaking racked up wherever he goes. Let him go make that bag because you know UTSA is not gonna spend that kind of money on him. But Miles, listen, this was fun. I cannot wait to be at my first bowl game of the season tomorrow. I'll be thinking about you and uh, probably texting you what bets we're going to be making, like if there's any other Aww. lines or any uh, player props. But, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button, ring the bell so you get notified as to when we drop a new video, and always subscribe. Uh, for Miles Markowitz, I'm Brad Thomas. Enjoy the games. Peace out.